Welcome to episode two of the Video Games Are Cool podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm Connor. This week we're going to talk about Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the 3DS, uh, otherwise known as Luigi's Mansion 2 and other territories. Interestingly, I don't know why they changed the name. Yeah, I guess the first game just didn't sell as well in America, so people wouldn't, you know, recognize the name as much. They thought the subtitle would make it less connected, but I couldn't tell you, honestly. Yeah, I don't hate the subtitle. Um, when I was doing research, I saw some people like being annoyed about it. Like, it's not that bad. Like, yeah, I honestly. mean, it fits the story, and you could just call it two, and people will understand. So, it's not also, bad. Americans hate the number two. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not the number three, as we'll get into next time. It came out in 2013, and it sold around, in sales numbers, I, I kind of, I'll be honest with you, and to any listeners, I struggle with looking at. Uh, I find them very boring, and <laughs> I struggle. So these came from Wikipedia, so if they're wrong, sorry. Um, just keep that in mind. Uh, 5.4 million copies uh, overall, and then 2.03 million just in the U.S., so seemingly fairly successful for a 3DS title, especially one based on, at the time, was a fairly niche concept. Yeah, and it was, um, you know, I think the first game was did okay and people liked it. The main argument was that it wasn't a mainline Mario game for the GameCube, which was glossed over when Sunshine came out. But right. the... You know, the 3DS, it's Luigi, which is still a pretty popular character right next to Mario. So Nintendo is going to sell well regardless. And, you know, I think the game's fun enough that people were able to look past that. Was 2013 the year of Luigi? Or was um, that 2012? I believe it might have been the year of Luigi. That okay. was the same year we got Dr. Sense. Luigi and new Super Luigi U. <laughs> And, and for those of you who might not know, which makes sense, because that was at a time when Nintendo wasn't quite as popular as they are now, that was their, like, marketing, like, we have a bunch of Luigi content coming out, so we're going to make this the year of Luigi, mm-hmm. which, as a Luigi fan, because Luigi's green, which is the best color, that I loved. But it was very silly, and it didn't really work out for them too well. That was also the same era as the Wii U, so they were yeah. already struggling, so focusing on the number two character was not not a lot, the best. Of, lot of jokes at Nintendo's expense around that time. Um, but I think it worked out. Yeah, I think this was the most successful thing to come out of that, which makes sense. This is the only full-fledged game, like you said. Other, it was the downloadable Mario uh, Mario Party Mario Doctor Mario spinoff, and then the, um, DLC for New Super Mario Bros. U. So this game, it's um, it's interesting because it, on its face, it's mechanically similar to the first one. But as you start to dig into it a little bit, it you kind of discover some new things about it. And first of all, obviously the new mechanics being the the strobe bulb. Yep, the strobe bulb. Strobe bulb. I I can't say that. Um, which is kind of like a flash, like on a camera or something. And it honestly, I think to put it in shooter terms, it kind of acts like a shotgun, like a wide radius, short range. Um, you pop into a ghost, hit it with your strobe bulb, and then you stun it. And then you can start using your vacuum. Yeah, and that's... Um, I think, honestly, the strobe bulb is probably an improvement over the first game, because the first game you had to turn your light, your flashlight off, and then, like, turn it on right on a ghost, which is yeah. a little awkward to do. 
and then if you were too far away they wouldn't be stunned as long so you had to be right up on them the strobe just kind of mitigates that you flash and you can get multiple ghosts in it then just get them totally right i think it's the best mechanic they've added for this game to be honest with you um at least combat wise actually and um, the other thing that's different about this game is it's not... Because it's on the 3DS, and you have to remember the 3DS, especially at that time, only had one analog stick. And it's not even a real analog stick, it's the pad. It's a circle pad, yeah. yeah. So it's not as good. So you don't get that on the GameCube. You would grab a ghost, and last time I think I described it as fishing, which, um, to credit, I actually stole that from Nitro Rad's video, so go check that out. But it's you're sort of slamming the stick back and forth to weaken the ghosts and hurt them and it was very visceral feeling in that game yeah and you felt like you were chasing the ghost around the room it was tugging luigi along it was very much a chase that you were just like fighting the ghost's power whereas in this one you know you wait a little bit and then you can just kind of get a big burst out of it with the new like tug mechanic that it had um you fill up a meter and then you push A and then you can deal like a lot of damage to ghosts. It's also used to like pull down objects or whatever. Yes. Um, totally. And if that game was fishing, this one is tug of war. You're just holding the stick back and you're draining their health as you're doing it. Um, there's not a lot you do during that time. Uh, apparently there's a dodge move, which I never used. There is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I was looking it up and while I was watching videos about it, um, it was mentioned, and I forget which one, so sorry about that. But they were like, yeah, there's a dodge move you can use while you're sucking up the ghost. I'm like, I don't think it ever taught me that. Um, Once. <laughs> and maybe I just skipped past it? Yeah, uh, maybe the um, the tug move, it does get a little bit better if you're trying to suck up multiple ghosts at once. If you're doing one, then it's kind of just hold back on the stick, mm-hmm. wait for the A button, push the A button, you get it. With multiple ghosts, you do kind of have to like thread the the in-between where because multiple ghosts will go in multiple directions so you are more pulling in like perpendicular to multiple ghosts that's where i think it gets a little better and the game does like to throw a lot of ghosts at you at once so there is chance for that for sure totally but and that that does that does actually mitigate one of my big complaints about the games we'll talk about a little later but i did find when there's multiple ghosts it was hard to keep your hold on them because you just be running into them constantly which was a problem in the first game as well, but it was more fun there. I felt like there was more control. Um, in this one, not knowing about a dodge, not knowing that was there was a hindrance, I felt like a lot of times, especially in the harder levels. Yeah, so mentioning the dodge, what's your history with the game? Because my history with the game was I have beat this game three times now. Um, big fan, not as much of a fan of this one as the first one, which we can get into later, but I waited... Um, I got this game for my birthday, waited for it to come out, and then, because um, I don't know if you mentioned it came out the 23rd in America, March yes. 23rd. Sorry, I glossed over that, but yes, March 23rd, and then uh, March 20th in Japan, so just a couple days difference there, which is pretty normal nowadays. Yeah, um, so I just waited for the game to come out. I had to actually sneak into my school to grab my 3DS because I left it in there. Um, whoa what i know criminal go back go back (laughs) sorry that is a story that needs to be told what happened there you just pretend you know where you are and that you're supposed to be there you sneak in you open your locker and then you grab your 3ds and leave you couldn't just like what necessitated you to have to sneak into your school i left it in my locker i had to go get it (laughs) after the school is closed uh yeah yeah okay um to be fair i left my 3ds (laughs) in my locker i would probably move heaven and hell to get it too yeah 
especially when Luigi's Mansion came out that day. I had to go get it. For sure. Um, sat, played the whole game in one day. Um, loved it. Love EGAD again. Um, but I've never heard about this dodge maneuver, and I've beat the game three times. So It honestly makes me want to go double-check it again and make sure that information is correct. But yes, I did watch a video where somebody was talking about the dodge. Hmm. Um, so maybe that's incorrect, and maybe you know, you've been listening to this for five minutes, and you're like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's where that came from. But yeah, um, what's your history with the game? Uh, this is my first playthrough for this podcast. I've never played it, uh, just like the first game. I had never played that either, so this is my first exposure to this franchise over these past two games. And I've always been interested in them. I just, it it was just never a game. I, I think it came out in 2013, which was kind of a heavy year for games. That was the year that Bioshock Infinite came out. That was the year that The Last of Us came out. That was the year that the current generation of consoles came out. So I think money was a big deal. I didn't have a lot. Um, yeah, but you were also a person who was more especially in 2013 was more into you know those other consoles the playstation and the xbox oh um, for sure and you were the person that would get bioshock infinite at launch whereas i wouldn't play games like that until way later on steam once i got a better computer so um you know as a nintendo kid i was very much into luigi's mansion and you had given me your gamecube way back in like 2007 or whatever and I played the heck out of the first game. So seeing that there was a new one got me really excited. Right. And it should also be stated that was that was about the time I bought a Wii U yeah. as well. Because that Wii U came out at end of 2012. So I, I, I bought it a couple months late. Because um, honestly, I wasn't that excited about it. And then I broke down like I do every time for stupid consoles that I shouldn't spend so much money on. <laughs> um, I can't remember what I even wanted to play. <laughs> zombie you or something yeah that's fair that was a weird time for nintendo um but luigi's mansion 2 was probably one of the better games for nintendo of that year um it seems like it um the only other notable i think if i remember correctly was fire emblem the big fire fire emblem awakening yeah i think was that year as well okay that's probably the only other notable 3ds title that year i think yeah i'd have to look at a calendar yeah i i believe so but uh, i could be wrong with that um which also i just as actually that's a topic for another day we're getting off track here getting off track connor <laughs> the new the other new, new mechanic. mechanic yes for puzzle solving which is a much bigger deal in this game is the dark light um and this is essentially there'll be objects missing in the world and you can kind of see uh like a faint shadow where they should be and you get this attachment to your flashlight that's a that's a dark light like you would see in I don't know, a Spencer's Gift or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, roller rink, bowling yeah, alley. fun. It makes anything white glow. So you kind of shine that on that for a couple seconds, and then these, like, spirit balls come out of it, and you suck them up with your vacuum, and then the object reappears. And then I, I actually really like this mechanic. Um, I don't think it's the most in-depth thing in the world, but I think it's fun. I like mechanics in video games where you're kind of fixing the world, so anytime you come to a bridge where there's a part missing, I'm like, yeah, let me fix that up. I don't know. There's just something about my brain that likes that. Aesthetically. Yeah, and it's very, um, a lot of the puzzles that it has are either shining it on paintings, which makes the object in the painting appear. That's pretty straightforward. All the paintings look pretty similar. So you're like, okay, this is where I use the dark light. But a lot of the other times are you're looking at the environment and you see like a space missing where like a door should be. And you're like, oh, contextually, this is where a door mm -hmm. would be. I'm going to use this dark light on where the door should be so that 
so I can progress. So that's very much, you know, paying attention to the environment, which I think a lot of the puzzles really excel at. For sure. And and I think just in broad, this game has a lot more puzzles than the first one, which didn't really actually have any now that I think about it. Most of the puzzly content from that game actually came from figuring out how to defeat the portrait ghosts, um, kind of combat-like puzzles. Um, whereas this game actually has a lot more rooms where you have to do to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more environmental stuff. You're looking for a fan, or you're looking for a switch to pull, or a, again, or a door to reveal. Gears or toads or zip lines, yeah. and just more environmental puzzles and less combat puzzles. Yes, it feels way more adventure gamey than the first one did. And actually, I think in the last podcast, I compared the first game to Nintendo's version of Resident Evil. Thinking about it now, I think that this game is actually a lot closer to that because of the puzzles. You're sort of, um, you're not bringing things from the room necessarily. But just within each environment, trying to find, like, oh, where's the fan I need to blow on to make the secret door come appear or whatever. I, I think it is actually closer to that initial comparison than the first game. Yeah. And um, getting into our next topic with the actual levels. Real quick, though, before we get there, I do want to talk about general impressions. Just in case somebody's listening to this podcast and maybe doesn't want to get spoiled so much. So if you really quick want to give me your, like, should somebody play this game? Are they? Do you yeah, think it's worth it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's fairly easy overall until like the later game. You know, it's fairly easy. It's fairly beginner friendly. I think the strobolb makes combat a lot more intuitive. So getting a new player into the franchise with this game is definitely something doable. You know, my mom played this game and she doesn't play video games. So, you know, it's good. It's um, it's simple, but I think it's it's fun enough to warrant it's like 10 hours or whatever so yeah i i tend to agree with you i do think there's i have some problems with it i think the first two mansions you explore which by the way the structure of this game it's multiple mansions there are five of them um instead of like the first where you're exploring one big space you're exploring little smaller spaces um i think the first two of those are kind of boring i think that they're not that interesting and i think the beginning of this game's a little bit of a slog I think it gets a little more interesting as you go. I just be wary of that if you're going to pick this game up. Um, but otherwise, I tend to agree with you for the most part. I just general note, I think the music is not as good as the first one. I actually, actually, I'm going to give more detail on that. I think the music in this game is probably technically better and more pleasant to listen to outside of the game. But I think in context, it's not as interesting. I think I remember the, first music, the music from the first game and playing this one, thinking about it, making notes for this podcast. I realized I don't remember what the music sounded like at all. Um, it feels it feels a lot more appropriate to the style of game, a lot more, I don't know, like eerily spooky, but yeah. it's it just lot, feels a little more generic, I guess. It's a lot more video gamey in a way that the first game didn't really have, but it, it works. It's not bad. It's it's just different. Yeah, it's there's a lot less electronic use in the soundtrack. It's a little more orchestrated. Um, not bad, just... It totally fits, which is fine. A soundtrack is okay. The only time a soundtrack is truly bad is if you notice it and hate it. This was totally fine. I just, yeah, it's just it's a thing. To... Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you're not interested in hearing any spoilers and you think this game sounds interesting to you, dip out now. Go check it out. Come back to this podcast later. We're th- going to talk about. Oh, I that? think it was um, made for Nintendo Selects as well, so you could probably find it pretty cheap. It's probably less than twenty bucks nowadays. Totally worth it. Um, I think it's it's pretty good good pickup for the 3DS if you're looking for that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. I think it's a it's a totally fun game. Um, so anyway, we're gonna get into talking about this game level by level. We're gonna kind of discuss it overall and the whole thing. 
So yeah, dip out if you don't want to hear about that, and I'll see you next time. So, beginning this game, um, you kind of begin this game, it's, it's, the premise is, uh, you're in this place called Evershade Valley, and there's a crystallized moon hanging over the valley, and all of the ghosts are kind of, they're helpful ghosts, I guess. Yeah, they're pacified by the moon. Yeah, the moon is chilling them out. It's, a uh, it's like the ghost version of weed or something. <laughs> um, and then you kind of see a shadowy figure. Um, kind of come break the moon apart, and if you literally know anything about Mario, that's not a mystery in any way. It is King Boo. Yeah. It, lo- it looks exactly like King Boo. I just love these kind of games where they try to, like, hide that. And you're like, <laughs> Why? Who cares? But, yeah, the, it shatters the moon, and then it's a very video game plot of, oh, the pieces went to different areas of the world, and we have to go collect them. Um, yeah, but the... Um, with the ghost being pacified, that catches the eye of Egad. He comes to study the ghosts there when they're not attacking him. So he goes there and he has all the ghosts, but then the moon shatters and they get angry. And then, so Egad, having to fight the ghosts now, calls on Luigi through his television and then pulls Luigi through the television like poltergeist. And then Luigi is found to have to fight the ghosts now. Yes, and that first cutscene is so charming. Like, you guys, stop bugging Luigi, man. <laughs> he's just trying to live his life. He's, like, hanging out, I watching think he's TV. taking a nap yeah. in his recliner. He looks so relaxed. He looks happy. He's, you know. <laughs> Gets pulled through his TV to fight ghosts, which, if you which know is, anything about yeah. Luigi, is his greatest fear. It's 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 very adorable. And that is a side note I should have mentioned earlier, but... The game itself, like, as an ascension of Luigi as a character, is so much fun. I think it gets that so right. Every little cutscene with him is so cute. It's just so funny, and it's it's just the best. He's so scared, and you're like, yeah, Luigi, you can do it. Like, it's it's just so much fun, and he's he's a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I think um, Next Level Games' animation team, um, they definitely did a really good job characterizing Luigi, and it's something that they will continue to do you know they had a couple games before this they had the punch out game which i think came out in what 2011 i want to say something like that That sounds right um and then they did the mario strikers games as well so they're familiar with the mario characters and nintendo nintendo style so they really bring a lot of character to luigi in this and i think that really shines yes they definitely brought their a game and i think that this game really established the last game established luigi as a like a scary cat as a you know, he gets spooked easily. This game really established him as a weirdo. And I kind of talked about it last time, but I think without this game, you wouldn't have the Mario Kart Luigi death stare. <laughs> you know, I think that this game really established him as just an idiot weirdo. <laughs> and it's so fun. Yeah. I love it so much. And while he might be a coward, he is also willing to... You know, I, I think Mario gets captured in this one again somewhere along the line. Yeah. So he's still willing to help out. And he's willing to be a hero if it calls for it, even though he is absolutely terrified of everything that happens. For sure. Um, so, getting into the, actually the first uh, mansion we're going to talk about. Um, and story-wise, you guys like, I noticed a signature, a ghostly signature or whatever, coming from this area in Evershade Valley. It's very video gamey, and that happens with every area. And he teleports you there, which, by the way, you got 
can you just tell me where I need to where I need to go? <laughs> anyway, yeah, whatever. There's it's a couple. Game. There's a couple later in the game where it's like, oh, the camera's offline. You have to go fix it. And yeah, sometimes like, they explain it. Yeah, sometimes it's like, ah, you could just teleport me to later on if you wanted to. But uh, it's, oh well. it's not a real complaint. It's a video game, ass video game. And that's fine. Uh, so he teleports you to the first level, gloomy man, gloomy manor, um, and it's. I, I I have a problem with the first two mansions in this game, like I mentioned earlier. But I just think they're kind of boring. Um, and I think that they don't represent the game all that well. I think that this this manner, though, I will say something positive. It does remind me a lot of the first game. Yeah, and I, I think, think it's I think it's very much just a condensed version of the first yeah. game with a lot more puzzles and a lot more waiting. <laughs> yeah, and I think that makes sense. I think that kind of transitioning, like, cause, and I didn't mention earlier again another thing I forgot. It's been this game came out more than ten years after the original. Like, I think they do have to do a certain amount of tutorializing and a certain amount of sort of familiarizing and um, connecting you back to the original and having you mention that aesthetically looks very similar, I think is totally fine. That's not the problem I have with it. Like you said, there's a lot of waiting. I don't think it's designed particularly well. Um, I just think it's... It, it gives off the impression that the game is boring. I think, for me, at least. Yeah, and I think the the biggest problem with that is because it's on a handheld. It's very designed for a handheld. In that way, I... I mean, it's designed with a mission structure. You're not exploring one big mansion in whatever order you want. You know, you're limited by keys, but you can kind of just poke around and then you get a key and you're like, okay, I'll head over there. This is, you start a mission, you have an end goal, you get there, you mm-hmm. the mission ends, you go back to Egad's lair, and then you start again and you start from the beginning and you go through the mansion again. So... And that way it's really broken up. You're going through like the opening, the entryway a lot. So I can see where it gets a little boring yes. in there. Um, the missions can go on a little long, but they're meant to be designed. They're designed to be, you beat a mission in like one sitting and then you put the game down for a little bit. For sure. I, I think that where I struggle though is the repetitiveness. You are going through the same rooms a lot and experiencing the same things a lot. Um, just, and it feels like on one hand they try to streamline it, but on the other hand, it's longer than it should be, um, which is weird because, yeah, each mission is, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes long, typically. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get a little bit longer, but I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't know how you fix that problem. It's an impossible complaint, <laughs> um, I think. And, yeah, but, you know, the first mansion, it's very, um, just to get, talk about it a little bit, it, it does feel like the first game a lot. Um, it has a little bit of a medi- medieval vibe. There's knights in suits, suits of armor on the walls and stuff like that um, who will attack you if you get too close. It's it's decent. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's where you first meet the Polterpup, though, which is great. Yes. Um, about those suits and armor, though, there's a hallway right at the start of the mansion with a bunch of suits that will swing their swords at you. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can maneuver around them, but then there's two that completely yes. block the path. This is where the game introduces the run button, which is something new for the series. <laughs> Yes, and honestly, that's one of those things we should have talked about earlier, but it felt so natural to me. I didn't even consider it a new mechanic, but yes, you're totally right. Um, Yeah, and I had only just thought about it, but yeah, you can run, and it honestly leads to combat and, you know, just maneuvering and puzzle solving being a little bit faster than the first game because these areas, which we'll get into a little bit later, is the areas are a lot bigger. You know, the missions may be streamlined, the missions may be shorter, but the areas you explore are quite big so mm-hmm. having a run is a welcome addition yes. i think and I, and I think it's one of those improvements that you just don't notice because it's so good and it it just works 
there's no complaints of it. It's it's great. Probably should have had it all along, you know? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, you kind of work your way through the first manner. You kind of get introduced to the mission structure, which will continue throughout the entire game. And the um, Bolter Pup. Yes. And the new ghosts, which we should talk about. They're different this time around. They look different. They're kind of categorized via color, which they were a little bit in the first game, but it was, it was a little more mishmashy. You were kind of looking at the size of the ghost to determine this type. This game, they're a lot more defined. Um, you kind of got your average green ghosts, which are just your kind of whatever rank and file enemies. Yep. Um, you see them all the time. You kind of got your your mysterious your mischievous blue ghosts that kind of like hide in things and surprise you and throw things at you. Yeah. You got your red ghosts, which are big and tough and have a lot more health and a lot more aggressive and slower. And mm-hmm. you kind of got those uh, enemy types that a lot of games of this type have. I, I think it's smart on a 3ds screen, especially that they decided to make each type of its own color. I think that that's a smart decision on a small screen. It allows you to see them quickly and to identify them and know what you need to do, know what you need to be able to do to solve the problem that they uh, present. And then, um, yeah, kind of start, start, talked about the Polter Prep for a little bit. This is where you first meet him. He's going to become a player in a lot of these mansions. He'll come, and it's, it's just really fun. Um, he's, he's a good dog. Yeah, he's a ghost dog, and he comes and... He's um, a good boy. <laughs> a lot of the missions, um, there's about one mission per mansion where he'll steal an important item, and then you just have to chase him through the mansion and then get it back. Mainly just an excuse for you to run through the mansion and revisit rooms that you've already visited. It's fine, but you use the dark light to follow his footprints, so that's, you know, you're kind of on a um, hunt for him. Yeah, those missions... Um... I think that because you're hunting him, they kind of, they, they make the backtracking not so bad. Yeah. It's, um, you get introduced, so that's the thing about the mission structure, is you kind of get one type of mission per mansion, typically. So the dog mission's one of them. There's always a mission, which is the most frustrating one, where you'll get to a place, a door you need to open, and a bunch of ghosts will come out and take a bunch of things you need to get into that door. Whatever it is, and they'll scatter them around the mansion, and then you have to search for them, and those were the most frustrating to me. That's usually right before the boss as well. So you're yeah. ready to finish the mansion and it's like, no, you, you got to revisit the whole thing again. You fully explored it and it's just it's just frustrating. And then there's always a mission with the toad where you have to go rescue a toad and then bring them back to Egad. And uh, there's one. And then when you kind of first get into a mansion, there's a little bit more of a introducing you, exploring the place and kind of getting familiar with it. And that's typically the mission structure um, of the game. And you, you'll see that repeated through all five mansions yeah and then there's the boss fight at the end which there's no portrait ghosts like the first game you're not fighting mini bosses or small combat puzzles throughout the game it's just regular encounters and then a boss at the end pretty that's the thing that this first manner teaches you no portrait ghosts and that sucks i will say that is a bummer uh as much as i like the personality of the ghosts they're they make them a lot goofier and i like that they feel like um i don't know like if you played mario plus rabbits they feel like the rabbits and like they're kind of charming and you can there's little vignettes you can watch if you go up to a, a window or something. You can peek through and watch them like play catch with each other or, you know, kind of prank each other. And it's, it's just very fun. Yeah. But and, I think this game loses something without the portrait ghosts. Yeah. And I think Next Level Games did a really good job animating these ghosts, especially in those little vignettes. Yes. Makes them super cute. And, you know, at the um, when they're friendly at the beginning, you're like, oh, they're still kind of just little mischievous little kids or whatever. But then, you know, you have to fight them. Um, but the portrait ghosts, you know, they each had their own personality and their own characters, and this game kind of loses out on that. Totally, and it's it's just uh, you know, and it's not it's not the worst thing in the world, but I think it's it's a loss. I really do, 
Um, instead, the boss fights in this game are called Possessor Ghosts, and they will possess something in the environment, and you have to fight that thing. So, for the end of this first mansion, is there anything you want to talk about the mansion before we talk about the end of it? Um, the This is also where you first meet the poltergeist who will serve as like the only real mini boss he just hides in bookcases and stuff oh, yes. and then throws books at you i um, love those guys they have brains they have big heads with brains in them they're so weird and that's that, that's the thing about this game and that's i think those ghosts are a perfect example as i want way more of that if you're not gonna have the portrait ghosts have more of those guys those guys are great just weird mini bosses yeah, yeah. weirdos i want more weirdos in my luigi's mansion game <laughs> luigi's a weirdo he needs more weirdos but um yes those guys are great yeah so then you get to the boss which is where you first meet the possessor ghost which will serve as the boss for all five mansions um just with more horns yes <laughs> um, but the boss fights are different because the possessor ghosts will possess in the case of this first one a giant spider giant spider this is the mm, yeah this is the best boss fight in the game I think this well and i even wouldn't categorize this as a boss fight it's mainly just like a big long puzzle hallway yes it uses the mechanics of the game though in a really intelligent way that it's been teaching you all throughout this mansion and i think it works super well yeah you have the suits of armor swinging torches at you you have the spider webs which you've been burning through the whole mansion um you have fans like that you've been taught are puzzle objects that you can spin yes it it, it, it feels like it's building on those mechanics wonderfully and it just works. It works super well. It's re- it's really fun and yeah, you're right. It's not it doesn't feel like a true boss fight. It feels more like a like a combat puzzle. Yeah. Like what like what the first game was and I really enjoyed it. Well, and like bosses in a game like Ocarina of Time are where you're introduced to a mechanic and then you use the mechanic in the boss fight. It's very satisfying in that way. Yes, for sure. Um but anyway, yes, you you eventually defeat the spider. And you capture the Possessor Ghost, and Egad transports you back to his laboratory. You get the Piece of the Dark Moon. Yes. Um, he takes the Piece of the Dark Moon, and then we move on to the next mansion. He cleans it with a record player that has <laughs> servers right. on it. Yes. Yes. And also, it should be noted, anytime you catch a ghost, you can go look at its like profile, its information. Um, you kind of get updated on that. And it keeps a tally of how many ghosts you catch, which I should have wrote down what mine were. Oh, well. It's, it's, so I kind of like that statistical information in games. I really appreciate that. Um, this is also about where you can find the use for money in this one. Yes, that's a great point. In the first game, the money was just used for a better rank at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Something if you want to complete the game, get an A rank. Cool. If not, it doesn't really matter. No, no effect on gameplay. Um, but this one, you actually deposit the money into like a bank, EGAD's bank. <laughs> um, and he uses that to actually upgrade your your vacuum. Um, either that be a bigger charge uh, bar or what are the other upgrades it's so it's just the vacuum and the charge bar um which is which i don't think we talked about actually when we're talking about mechanics yeah that's the that's the tug maneuver you have the charge bar and then you push a to yeah shocks the ghost and brings in a lot of their health the other thing you upgrade is the dark light which is kind of useless to be honest with you you don't really need it um i found but it's still satisfying to get those upgrades and to feel like you're progressing and it i think that that is a smart thing after coming off the first game where the money was essentially useless and early on in the game you're kind of like why am i getting this there's no store there's nothing to buy so i really like that i appreciated it it makes the moments when you find a lot of money more rewarding because you know you can use it and you're also um introduced to there's some collectibles which i didn't bother collecting all of so i don't really know what those do for you uh there's no bonus for collecting all of them but there is one boo per mission and five gems per mansion but um 
the booze are really fun this time around, though, um, I should note. Um, you get one permission, like you said, and the way you capture them is so fun. You find one in a room, and then you use the dark light to reveal them, just like those objects. You, um, yeah, you reveal the object they're hiding in, um, and then you have to use the dark light to reveal them since they're invisible. And then you, what, grab onto their tongue. Yes. And then you pull it back and let go. And then it bounces around the room like a rubber ball until it dies, basically. It's great. It's so cartoony and so fun. And after you have whittled it down itself, Luigi grabs it with a vacuum and then starts jumping on it. And (laughs) the animation is awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's very, it's it's great. Anyway, second manner, finally. Uh, Haunted Towers. And... Again, I feel like this is very similar to the first game. Feeling-wise, it's sort of like... It's it's towers that have been overgrown. I don't know. It feels like... Like in the way that, like, plants overgrow civilization. Like, they're growing through floors and roofs, and they're just everywhere. Yeah, and it's these two... These two towers that are just wrapped up in all these vines, so... Yeah, there's a big tree in the middle of them. Um, and I like it, but again, it feels it feels like something that could have been in the first game. If that makes sense. I know it wasn't, but aesthetically, I just, it, it felt much like that. And I think that's what contributes to me not liking the first two mansions all that much. Yeah. If the first mansion was like the entryway to the first game, this is more like the garden graveyard area of the first game, only on a larger scale. Yeah. And it's, it's aesthetically cool. I just think after coming off the first mansion, it, it just was like, okay, we're doing this again. Um, but it's fine. I, I think that this was the first time where I realized how frustrating the mission structure would become. Uh, when we get the mission, there's a there's a gate you need to open to go inside the big tree in the middle of the towers. Where the boss fight is. Yes, and it comes towards the end, just like normal. And there's like this pinwall, pinwheel on the gate with six, six um, things on it. And you get there and then a bunch of ghosts pop out and take every little, take all six of them. And then you have to go explore and find all six pieces again. And it's just like, ugh. Yeah, and that's the second to last mission. So you're re- ready to finish the thing. Mm-hmm. You're, and all the dialogue and stuff is, all right, Luigi, go fight the boss. And then it's like, well, actually, you have to spend 20 minutes yeah. not fighting the and boss. It, it's it's the bad kind of backtracking where it's just like, this isn't teaching me anything new about this level. This isn't teaching me anything new about any mechanics. It's just, okay. Yeah, this... um. A really good thing about this mansion, though, is it does introduce more of, like, the movement puzzles that this involves, where it's not so much, you know, combat, and I think the 3DS allows for this with the GameCube didn't, is you can actually use these, like, balloons to float between floors and float around in certain puzzles, and, you know, you're doing a lot more multi-room puzzles in this than any other game before it, so. Yes, totally. Um, The balloons are fun. You... You grab onto your vacuum and then you blow into it and it floats up. You float up. Um, but you can suck air out of it too to sink. So you're kind of controlling the altitude. Yeah, as well. it's 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 a cool mechanic. And I this game this mansion also introduces the spitter ghosts, which are kind of like big, big fat gelatinous ghosts. They're yellow and they just spit slime at you and you yeah, have to dodge and they, them. And, and they don't move, so they're not yeah. you know pressuring you at all. So it's kind of just you can dodge their attacks. Yeah, and I, and I like them. I think it's a change in gameplay that I appreciate. Yeah, that's um, the only... It's that and the poltergeists that are really the only mini-bosses. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, you finally you do that mission, and then you go up the tree, and you do this really weird staircase section 
which I thought looked kind of cool at first, and then I got frustrated by because uh, it's essentially the way it works is there's candles um, on each stair. There's there's three stairs, and they go all the way up, and there's many different floors, like like twenty floors. Let's yeah, say. you're climbing the entire tree. Yeah, um, and so there's a bunch of candles on each stair, and where the candles are, are where you're supposed to go. So there, say there are three stairs ahead of you. The middle one has candles on it. You climb up the middle stair, and then on the next floor. The right stair has candles on it, so you climb up the right. But the problem is those candles go out. They only stay lit for a certain amount of time. And so it's a lot of trial and error where you run up the stairs, and then the candles go out, and then you run up. You, you have to guess which stair you need to go up. You guess the wrong one, and then you slide all the way back down when you fail. Yeah, and there's like 30 stairs. Yeah, so you, you end up having to run up that staircase like five times. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, this this was fun and clever, for about half of it. Yeah, and then the other half, I'm like, well, this is just annoying because it's not about my ability to puzzle solve. It's about my ability to memorize. And it's my ability to hold down the run button. Yeah, which is just like, it's just not fun. And, you know, I, and I recognize some people may not have problems with that. I have problems with memorization. Um, and it's a lot to think about, to be fair, to give myself credit. It's it's a lot, like, because you'll get 10 stairs in and then there's like, there's 10 more and you have to memorize which stair has each lights on it before they go out. And it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, and thankfully, if you already, you know, picked the right one, then it stays yes, lit totally. and it's fine. So, you know, it's not not terrible, but it is kind of just annoying when yes. you just want to fight the boss. And the boss of this is stairs. You actually fight a possessed staircase at the top of the tree. Which aesthetically, I love. I love the way this <laughs> thing looks. It's very funny. Um, it just looks like a big monster. It looks like something out of... Like a children's book. It's or like great. the movie Monster House. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Totally. It does. It does look like that. Yeah. Um, the fight itself is fine. It's just, it's, it's, it's okay. There's no problems with it. I think it's just, it's just okay. <laughs> you kind of run to the back of it. It tries to jump at you and you run to the back of it and you grab um, a hanging thing. A rope. Yeah. yeah and just, and pull, just it. pull it. And you do that a couple times and you win. And you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's not the best boss fight in the world. I honestly, generally, I'd rather have a boring boss fight than a bad one so whatever yeah this is better than the fourth one i'll tell yes. you that <laughs> we'll get to and that there's going to be lots of complaining about that boss fight don't worry dear listener <laughs> um <laughs> but we get to the third mansion which is the old clockworks this is the best one aesthetically i love the way this mansion looks it this is the part of the game where i went oh this game looks like sly cooper yeah for i love sure, sly for cooper sure. uh so I, I was all excited about this mansion and i think I think I, I just I, I think this mansion is where the game starts to get a little more fun. Um, you still have that mission structure, you still have those frustrations, but I just think um, going to a mansion that looks different, that feels different, is just so satisfying. And if you don't know, this mansion basically it's kind of like a deserty area, but there are clocks all over the place. It's, and it looks like a big, like decayed train station um, with just a ton of clocks. And you know the clocks you have like gear puzzles or whatever, mm -hmm. not. Not as hard as like a Resident Evil puzzle, but still, no. you know, you find gears, you put them where they need to be. But, you know, the trains and you have like turns, turnpikes and um, just that aesthetic is really cool. The it's rusted, awesome. the rusted aesthetic also looks really cool. It's decrepit in a way that's not overgrown. It just looks barren. It, it makes you feel like you're exploring something that just hasn't been explored in years and years and years. And it, it like it feels like something, out of, I don't know, like a goofier version of Fan Max. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just cool. It feels cool, and I, I I wish the first two felt like that. Um, this one also is a very condensed 
because the the first mansion had like the entryway and then the middle section and then the back section it was kind mm-hmm. of split up into thirds and then the second one Much was like the first a, game. and then the second one was a tower so you go bottom to top this one is very like circular so you when the backtracking does show up you can actually find different routes and take different shortcuts mm-hmm. And that feels so much better when backtracking, oh and it God, leads yes. to better exploration and finding goodies of more coins or some of the gems or the boo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, backtracking and finding different things that way is a lot more satisfying. I do think this is one of the better mansions in the game. Yes, totally. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know if there's anything more I can say about it, except it's just, it's very enjoyable. Um, almost from start to finish, except that last boss fight, which aesthetically, I love you're fighting on top of a big clock, but it's not a real boss fight. The possessor ghost possesses the clock itself. Which is the arena. Yes, it's the arena. And every time the clock takes to another hour, you get a wave of enemies. So it feels much more like a horde mode. And it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, the combat, like I said earlier, I enjoyed the basic combat. So it's not like the worst thing in the world. And again, I'd rather have a less uh less interesting to fight boss than a bad one. Well, and the, and the first game had a mini boss like this with, um, the painter ghost where he painted the different paintings you yes. had to fight all the ghost yes. types it's very similar to that it's just this is a longer boss fight and it yeah. feels like more important so it drags it's, on a it's a horror mode like you know it's yeah, it's it's what it is you've you've played these in games before it's it's fine there's nothing wrong with it again it's just you know with no portrait ghost it, it makes these things stick out a lot more but but yeah i genuinely i think this is the best area in the game and um really really enjoyed it yeah and i like the aesthetics i like the puzzles i like the exploration the polter pup mission is not too annoying um it has these little bombs that you can activate that will like run after you so you can lead them through different like mazes a little bit um or use them to like offset pulleys and stuff really fun um i do think this is like one of the high points of the game yeah and um do we we talked about the toad missions a little bit but every I mentioned as a mission with a toad where you have to kind of guide them to the end. I think, again, this is one of those where you're sending the toad to different platforms and it, it just feels good. Yeah. It f- makes it feel like much more of a puzzle game and it's it's fun. You can pick up the toads by their head and then shoot them out of the yeah. vacuum. It's, it's really fun. Very funny. I love how excited the toads are and how unexcited Luigi is. <laughs> it's, it's a very fun dynamic. So the next mission, next mansion, which is the next mission, is Secret Mine. And again, aesthetically, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate this. It's a snowy kind of area and you're um there's it's kind of like a cozy mansion which is not cozy anymore uh on top and then a mine down below um and i like its look i think that this mansion has several problems though which they kind of mitigate this is the shortest mansion in the game um there's only three missions in this one versus the what six in the other games from the other mansions so you're you're here for a lot less time but the reason for that is because this is incredibly linear you're kind of just walking a lot <laughs> yeah yeah this is the one where you kind of just progress from the entryway you only revisit the entryway twice i think but you just go from entryway to the end mm-hmm. pretty straightforward the mission ends and then you start pretty much where the mission ended on the next mission so and here's the thing there's not a lot there and this mansion also has a mission where you get to the end and the ghosts take all the things you need and well in this one they don't take anything they like chain it up and then you oh, have to yeah. go find and it's like this was so short. Why did you do this? And it would have been fine without that. And you're and now you're making me backtrack through all these areas again. It's just it's okay. Um, it's it's fine. Um, that being said, this boss fight is awful. The boss fight for this mansion to set it up is a t- 
turret sequence. In a game that did not have turret sequences before, and this is the only one. I don't know why they chose to make this happen. I think it is mechanically, it's bad. I th- I don't think they're particularly good at doing turret sequences. Yeah, because I think you only used the turret mechanic once before in the previous mansion, and that's to like break ice on like the gondola or some of the ropes or whatever. And it's not really important. You know, you shoot mm-hmm. at a thing, and then that's fine. But then they make that the mechanic for the boss fight. Yes, and... which is like a cardinal sin. Don't do that in video <laughs> games. Do not make your boss fight, the thing that's super important, a mechanic that you've pretty much not been introduced using. for the first time. It's like, you, you can only do that if you've built on that mechanic before. Yeah, one that's not used in the core gameplay. Yeah. You know, the other ones you're still using Luigi in the vacuum, and that's fine. You know, you're, you know, you stuck up a rope on a staircase, or the mm-hmm. um, spider webs or all that, um, or you just <laughs> fight a bunch of ghosts, which you've been doing them the whole time. Yeah, this is a completely different control sc- control scheme. You have to use the gyroscope to aim, which is really awkward. Oh, it's every um, and, and, yeah, every time that happens on a 3ds, I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> Why? You have an analog stick on this machine, and um, you just don't use it often enough for me to get used to it. And it's portable, so I'm moving the screen around, which makes it hard to see. Yeah, it's just. It's just not successful, and um, yeah. I guess we should clarify what this boss fight is. The possessor ghost like possesses ice, which is <laughs> weird. Just ice, yeah. Yeah, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then the ice gets a monster face, and then you it keeps sliding down a mine shaft. So Luigi gets on this cart, this sled with a cannon on it, and you have to shoot the bombs at specific parts of the mm-hmm. face. And which... it's, it's very timing based. It's very. Yeah, it would be fine if the face stayed right next to you and you just had to aim at the different targets mm-hmm. and they're moving, whatever. But then the face gets further away, so you actually have to time how it's going to bounce and stuff to hit the specific spot. It just gets really tiring, and this boss fight can it's take... the first like, time I died. Yeah. I, I just... I, the mechanics were so different, and if you take too long, you just die. It's it, not yeah. even that you lose enough health, you just die. Yeah, he just eats you. Um... um yeah, but even if you are doing this fight correctly, it can still take like yes. up to ten minutes, it's and it's so, so boring. Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Like, if you want to do something like that, it's totally fine. I'm not a person who's against gimmicky boss fights, but you have to establish. either that gimmick has to be so cool that it doesn't matter, or you have to establish it earlier on and build on those mechanics to earn that, right? And, and I this does this just doesn't. And also make the mechanic fun to control because yeah. I don't think it's very fun to control. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is even if they had built on this mechanic it's just not that great to Um, begin with but you mentioned this is the first time you died this is the first i mean this is the luigi's mansion game that introduces extra lives you know you can in the first game you die you start over at the beginning of the mansion you have to backtrack all the way that's fine the game's not super hard so it doesn't happen that often Um, and that game's very condensed so yeah and you can find shortcuts so you don't have to walk too far this one there is an extra life an extra life you get a gold bone in each mission at least one. I think there might be two. I think you can get two. Yeah. Um, it's a golden dog bone. And then when you die, the polter pup comes, gets the dog bone, and then licks Luigi's fakes to wake up. And then you have an extra life. And, you know, that can be really helpful um, if you find the gold bone. Mm-hmm. If you didn't explore good enough, then you don't have it. But, you know, I think it's it's helpful when it is. Yeah. And it, it kind of works like, um, this is not a similar game at all. So sorry, but the Vita Chambers from Bioshock, where it'll respawn you, but all the enemies, it, it doesn't change the world state. So any damage you put on any enemies, it's still there. Um, you don't have to restart in any way. Um, so if that happens in the boss fight, you, you just continue from where you left off. 
which is fine. Um, actually, I don't know if that's how it works in boss fights. I don't remember. Now that I think about it, um, you might yeah, have to I think you the boss. I think you start the boss over, but any rooms you cleared of ghosts yeah. are still cleared. So yes. you know you could just walk back to back to the boss. Yeah, it doesn't spawn you too far away. It's like a it's really more harsh than the fighter chambers, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that boss fight is awful. The aesthetics are cool. It feels oh, very it looks cool. It feels very cold. It has one of the more annoying um, toad missions, just because the toad can't get in water, so you have to find ways around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. um just a little annoying but all in all it's the mansion's not too bad the boss fight is the worst yeah, and like i said it's the shortest one for a reason <laughs> um yeah. it's clear why i think that they even recognized it wasn't that fun but then we move on to the last mansion in the game uh which is treacherous mansion and the first couple of missions in this mansion are incredible yeah this is i mean this is one of the longer mansions for sure the missions are get to be like 20 minutes mm-hmm. um but each corner of the mansion is an entire different area aesthetically. Mm-hmm. And they look like the previous mansions. So yeah, one area is, it kind of has the medieval theme from the first one. Uh, one area is sandy, like the clock, the clock area. One area has the garden theme and then one is uh, icy. And it just, it feels like the first game um, a lot, but even better in some ways because it's not linear. You can kind of do whatever mm-hmm. in any order and it's it's very fun um the first mission actually the first mission in this um, mansion has you explore the basement which is fine it's 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 fine it's not too bad you're looking it's for like the pub. yeah it's like a dungeon <laughs> yeah it's a little it's, creepy but you know it's it's creepy for luigi fun frankenstein joke in there um where the ghost resurrect uh yeah another ghost <laughs> yeah. there's a there's a section of that it's like the lost woods from delta where you have to walk into each area which is Honestly, not my favorite mechanic. I don't even like that in Zelda, but whatever. Um, but I, I enjoyed it fairly. The next mission is the incredible one where you're exploring the main floor of the mansion and it just gives you so much freedom and it feels like, oh, I wish more of the game was like this. It's just really cool. And it feels like a potential that, that even the first game didn't really realize. Um, where you just have you have a lot of freedom and you can do the things in whatever order you want to, I think, right? Um, Are there objects you need to bring from Render Room? Um, I think you just need to get one object from each room, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, yeah. So it, it's a cool, it's a cool level. Um, so that being said, the last mission in this mansion is absolute hell. It is a nightmare, and I actually don't know if I hate it more than I hate the boss fight from the previous mansion. It sucks. It's um, not fun. Yeah. So you explore all four of the areas, and it's it's pretty cool. And you're exploring the mansion. There's a couple like bathrooms, and they're you know genuinely creepy when the ghosts come out of the toilets or whatever um one throws a cart at you down a hallway um it's just kind of cool and you can kind Mm -hmm. of see aesthetically you get teleporters to fast travel to each area as well so you're not walking through all the hallways all the time should i introduce those earlier on the first two minutes like (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, um (laughs) but you know it feels open it feels cool um and then the last mission is an entire gauntlet of enemies that is timed and you have to explore the entire mansion and beat enemies in a time oh my god dude i think i had to play this three times oh yeah no this one and by the third time i was so annoyed well and i am a person with you know fairly large hands so playing this on a 3ds yeah. mm-hmm. is really hard Nightmare. on the fingers <laughs> um i played this first on an original 3ds oh, um which was awful. Yeah. And then I played it again on a 2DS, the cheese wedge one. Not as bad, but still pretty hard on the hands, especially with the tiny face buttons. 
And then I played it again on the new 3DS XL. And that was a little better, but still, those buttons are small. You're doing a lot of things. You're forced to, like, jump all over the 3DS buttons um, and do things really quickly. It's really hard on the hands if you're... Yes. Yeah. And this is the point of the game where they're throwing the most ghosts at you. And, yeah, again, you're timed. And that timer is harsh. It's not... They don't give you any leeway, which is weird for... Honestly, I was like while I was playing this, I'm like, this is supposed to be for children? <laughs> yeah. This is very hard. Like, it's not easy, and it's frustrating. And and they throw some of the hardest ghosts they've ever done. We didn't mention it in the last mine. There is a moment where the ghosts get put in crystals. Yes. And then when they break out, they're tougher. It's mainly just an excuse to give you harder enemies. Mm-hmm. Which is fine there. I... Totally fine. And, you know, you're... But then in the final area, they're nothing but the hard enemies. And then there's enemies with shields, which you need a specific level of charge to do. Which yeah. I think it's pretty impossible to not have the full charge if you've just been basically collecting money as you yeah. go. So you don't have to worry about that. But you need a specific charge level to break the shield, and then you can start damaging them. It's a lot to manage. There's tons of enemies on screen. Yeah, and it's also worth noting, this is the point where I noticed the frame rate taking a dip. Um, possibly because of all those enemies. <laughs> yeah and the details of the environment yeah you know, this is one of the more detailed it's not manners. super impactful but it is worth noting because anything that contributes to making that game harder in that section is just frustrating it's so frustrating and again having to repeat it three times and it's i don't know like i feel like it's like half an hour like it's it wasn't great um yeah it's a good thing you didn't try to complete this game like i did because if you no. do get every boo in a mansion you unlock a extra mission, which is exactly like that, only for every mansion. Yeah, it yeah, is... that that that's honestly why I didn't do it because I looked it up. This is more time attacks, and the last time attack was bad. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to find mm. all the booze, and then it's tough to do the final mission. I don't think I actually completed the game because of that. So, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Um... But this mansion does have like three boss fights. <laughs> yeah. Because um, partway through the mansion, you find Bulosis from the first game, only he's in a train, a toy train. Yes, and um, this is a personal problem I have. Um, I, I am a person with low vision, and this boss fight was very hard for me. It's um, you you have a bunch of boos, and it's kind of like like if you remember the boo fight from the first game. That's just a lot of them, and you're dealing with them all at once. Um, and this in this fight, there's a train that's going around and a square around you. And the car and the there's um, the roofs of each train car are open, and you have to fling a ghost into each one. But when you fling one into it, it closes, and you mm-hmm. can't use that one anymore. Yes. So then, by the last couple, you're trying to hit a specific spot on a moving target with an enemy while enemies are attacking you. Mm-hmm. And um and, and a note for me, I, again with bad vision, it, they're very hard to tell for me, and so I'm being attacked. I don't know which car I'm aiming at, and I basically only beat that through luck. And so, you know, I, I think conceptually it's really cool. And it's just a personal problem I have. So, you know, probably shouldn't listen to that too much. I just wanted to explain my experience with it. Yeah, and also it's <clears throat> it's difficult because the 3DS doesn't have that second analog stick. So you can't aim and stand still yeah. at the same spot. So when you're moving, you can move out of position when you're trying to aim in the right spot. It just gets really cumbersome. Um, that one's, it's not as bad as the, the, the mine ice mission but ice boss but it's still pretty yeah and i I think aesthetically i appreciate it it's cool like you 
shrink down yeah it's um it kind of reminded me of that scene from ant-man where he's fighting on the on the toys yeah yeah, like i I like that look kind of wish they had done a little more with that because i could have done it it could have used it um but but yeah it's a fun it's a fun time um yeah is there anything else you want to touch on before we talk about the final boss um well then then you get to the final boss of this mansion which is the two suits of armor oh right i completely Um, forgot about it i enjoyed this boss fight too actually has the possessor ghost um it possess it splits in two and then possesses two suits of armor that you have to like lead around and then pull the rug out from underneath with infinitely spawning rugs it's pretty cool um you know the background is like falling apart due to Mm -hmm. all the ghost corruption or something so it's like yeah it looks intense it looks cool and then the boss fight when you're trying to manage these two like big hulking beasts coming at you trying to line them up that one's pretty fun um and and i like it too because it does again like um like the first boss it uses the mechanics of the game and it it just it feels special it feels cool it's funny it it feels like the game it's not like a turret sequence that feels out of place yeah um and at the end of that boss fight they become a giant suit of armor (laughs) that you can just yeah which is it's fun it's it's very fun it's cute and it works yeah it looks intimidating and then you just tip it over and it breaks immediately yeah. and you're like cool got him it's like the, <laughs> on the scale of something from like god of war or shadow of the Colossus. it's just like oh my god and it's very easy yeah very much appreciated it though but yeah then we get to the final the final boss final final boss which you guessed it it's king boo yeah he's been following you kind of the whole game and <laughs> just messing with you no bowser gimmicks this time around it's it's just king boo um you're sort of fighting on this this platform and there are these spiked balls that fall from the sky every once in a while and you have to stun boo and kind of get him into a position where the ball will fall on him to begin to like you can't do damage until that happens and then you can start damaging him yeah yeah it's mainly just like leading him to a spot where you know a ball is going to fall and then using the strobe bulb to stop him in his place, you're not doing any damage. You're not. You just mm-hmm. stop him, and then he laughs at you, and then the ball hits him in the head. And the platforms have physics, so if you miss, um, you're you can when you walk around the platform, um, the ball, the platform moves, and the balls kind of roll in the direction of where you are. So you have to be careful. Yeah, and he does a little bit of like platform messing with you, where like he'll throw sand or. Um, which will slow you down ice too or ice will which will give you ice physics so yeah, you know. yeah I, I you know it's 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 not a, a super exciting boss fight but it's enjoyable i well it's enjoyable until you get to the second part of it which is you damage him and then he creates um like a hallway and you run down it it feels like a worse set piece from like an uncharted game where you're running as it's crumbling behind you and it's it's okay it's not the worst thing in the world it's just fine you just have to avoid obstacles as you go through. Yeah. And um, again, it just feels, it doesn't feel like a mechanic that they've sort of set you up for. It's very similar to the, not as frustrating as the stairs, but it's it's not testing your puzzle solving. It's testing your ability to hold down the run button. Yeah. And just see what's coming ahead of you, which is fine. I just, in a game like this, I wish that was, that was a mechanic that was introduced early, which, you know, like Uncharted and Crash Bandicoot have those moments, but they introduce those moments throughout and they, you know that there's more set pieces coming like that. So it, it's okay. It's not the worst thing. It's not that hard. So honestly, I don't find it too much to complain about. It's just whatever. Yeah. It's it's an underwhelming for a final boss, but it's not too bad. No, not at all. And it is reasonably enjoyable. And I do want to say, I feel like we sounded pretty negative. I did really enjoy the game. Oh, yeah. I think I think I enjoy the game on the level. Like, if I was to score it, it'd probably be like a 7 out of 10. Like, I had a good time. Um, I don't think it's the greatest thing in the world, but I, I had fun. I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I experienced it. I don't feel like my time was wasted, which is a big thing for me in games. 
Yeah, um, I've there's a reason I've beat this game three times, and that reason is the charm. You know, I love the characterization of the animations. Um, yes. oh my the God, environments yes. are, some of them are pretty cool looking. I don't put it nearly on the same level as the first game. I love that game way more. Most of that is nostalgia, I'm aware. But like, you know, I just feel like the first game is a little more focused. It's mm-hmm. half as long as this one. But you know, this one's enjoyable. It's it's good. It's got low points, but it's fun overall. And I, I enjoy it for sure. 100%. And I, I you know, I, I, I do recommend this game, especially if you were into the first game. And sorry if you were listening to this whole thing. Um <laughs> And still haven't decided yet, but we warned you. And even knowing all that stuff, it's not a story-based game, so I think you're fine. Yeah, the gameplay holds up. The gameplay is the focus of it, and while it does get a little bit, you know, chain-yanking, it's like wasting your time a little bit, it's still fun to control, and it's fun to yeah. fight ghosts throughout, so... And the basic combat is enjoyable, so even when you are backtracking, it's not the worst. It's just, I would say, a bit more creative about it. Um, yeah, but, but it's enjoyable. It's yeah. pretty standard. It's nothing... Uh, it's nothing the first game didn't do, I don't think. It's just longer. So if you wanted more. Yeah. And I think this game further cements next level games as a quality developer, honestly. Um, I I think this made me realize, oh, I do like their stuff a lot. I didn't realize they had made the Mario Strikers games, which I love. Um, so that, that was cool. It was cool to experience. Yeah. And, you know, it did let them, you know, it got them to be the developers for the third game, where I think they really did a better job not to yes. jump ahead too much. But, you know, they... They learned from this game for sure, and I think it's, I think it's good to get the Luigi's Mansion like franchise back going because it's been ten years since the first game, so you know putting it back into the forefront, it could have been a lot worse. It's pretty good as is. Yeah, no, totally. It, it feels like a worthy successor. I think um, this, you know, I, I quite enjoyed it and would recommend it if you liked the first game. Yeah, I don't regret sneaking into my school to get my three right. to play it. So. Right, totally. Let that stand for that. So, real quick. We're free. I want to hear about the multiplayer. I didn't play it. Um, personally, it, it just didn't really appeal to me. And honestly, I clicked on it once. It found no players, of course, because this game is uh, seven years old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that checks out. It's fine. You played this game a lot when it first came out multiplayer, right? Yeah. So I played the multiplayer a bit when it was first relevant and there were people online to play with. Um, And it's just, you know, randomly generated floors of rooms. Um, You can split up and fight ghosts. You have to either like find little polter pups throughout or fight a bunch of ghosts or just find items or whatever. So you're just running around the floor with some friends um you're all just differently colored luigis it's nothing spectacular just four players online isn't that always disappointing in nintendo games give me other nintendo characters yeah i mean mario or peach with a poltergeist would be great but you know you're four luigis you yeah you run around and then you fight ghosts and then after a few floors you get a boss fight which there are some unique bosses really Actually, I don't think they're very unique. <laughs> oh. They look different, but they're mainly just uh, other ghosts with different skins on. So it's mainly like the poltergeist or a big red ghost or, you know, just bigger versions of the other ones. But they look like one of them's wrapped up and looks like the like a Frankenstein. And one of them has like mummy wraps. And, you know, they're, they aesthetically look pretty cool and pretty goofy, but they're mostly just the same bosses you fought in the main game. Cool, cool. Um, good to hear. Good to know. I, I think it's interesting that it's procedurally generated. 
that's kind of cool. Did that work out? Because sometimes with procedurally generated stuff, you can run into the same rooms too much and it comes too samey. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's all right. You know, it's the same generic like bedroom, bathroom mm-hmm. type deal. So, you know, they reuse some of the same rooms, but the colors and layouts of like the furniture and all that are different, which, you know, when combat's involved, you have to navigate around it. It's cool. You know, it's nothing spectacular, but it's, it's there if you want to waste time with friends. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, this game servers are still up. So, yeah, if you're, if you can get some people together. Yeah. And you can still do local. I think you can download play as well. No, the 3DS didn't have download play. Um, but you could, you could play with friends who'd add the game. So. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to time waste with your friends, that sounds like a good time, honestly. Um, the 3DS did have download play. I think it did too. I think Mario Kart 7 had it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so you can play it with friends even if they don't have the game. So, you know, it's it's good. It's enjoyable. It's a good time waster. Yeah, okay. Cool. Don't try completing it. It takes way too long. Yeah. Awesome. So, that was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Or Luigi's Mansion 2 if you're not American. Yeah. An overly enjoyable game. I, I think if we're going to rank it, I personally would put it below the first game. Oh, yeah. For sure. But that'll get more interesting next week when we talk about Luigi's Mansion 3, which I started already. Yes, and, and I have played twice now, so. And in a programming note, hopefully we'll have Caleb in here this time, like from the first one. He's been playing it with me, so hopefully you'll get a three-person podcast next time around. He does not own a 3DS, so getting him to play this game would have been just too much time, unfortunately. But yeah, we'll see you next episode for Luigi's Mansion 3, and then after that, we're not really too sure, but I'll tease you, uh, Connor had mentioned maybe talking about Doom 2016. Or maybe the classic ones. I have been yeah. playing Doom 2 so look forward to that potentially i don't know we haven't decided yet it's not set in stone but i'm thinking doom eternal coming out that'd probably be a good one to do and i've played it recently as of you yeah so i don't know we're gonna we're gonna think on that and we'll see you next time around all right later